Hallelujah. Why don't we just, why don't we, you've got rested and, and kind of eased back there. So why don't we stand together? Let's welcome the presence of the Lord in the house. Oh, Lord Jesus. God, I worship you. Oh, Lord Jesus, I praise you. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord God, I give you glory. Oh, Lord Jesus, I give you praise and thanksgiving, Lord. God, oh, Lord Jesus, let us feel your presence this night, Lord. Let the power of the Holy Ghost rest upon us, Lord, this night, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, let your word go forth, Lord. God, I pray, inspire us, Lord Jesus. Move us with your presence, with your power, with your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Touch our minds and our hearts, Lord God. I pray, Lord, let us understand the depth and the height, the width, the length of your spirit, Lord Jesus, and of the things, God, that you want to show us, Lord. God, reveal these to us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Praise God. You can be seated. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. You may say, what is he on tonight? Well, <clears throat> just the Holy Ghost. Uh, I just feel the, the presence of the Lord. I, I feel like the Lord is going to talk to us tonight. Uh, I, I just, uh, Pastor Jason, I just kind of feel like that, that things are, that there's some good things in store for the sanctuary. I believe that, that uh, the Lord is moving in a, in a tremendous way. I believe that, uh, that God is opening doors. And I believe that, that God will give us wisdom and knowledge. I believe that we're going to have several obstacles that we're going to have to face. But you know what? Obstacles are not a bad thing. Because it, it leads us and guides us toward the Lord. And, uh, and, it, and you know, when you, when you overcome, there's, there's something that tremendous happens when you overcome. It gives you strength to do it more and more and more. And it just so happens that I'm going to teach from, from this lesson, uh, Overcoming Giants. Uh, I look back in, in my notes, and I've uh, taught this before, I think, in Solemn Springs, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, but I, I, as I was seeking the Lord, and, and uh, uh, I began to look into this, and I, I felt that, that this is the direction that the Lord wanted us to go. And, uh, and so as I began to put this together and the Lord began to speak some things, I, <clears throat> I went down the list and I, I looked at every time I've ever preached or taught about overcoming. And I was surprised at how many times it was. And so I'll refresh your memory here in just a moment. But uh, you can remain seated for the reading of the word. But let's, let's look at the story uh, of, uh, of David in First uh, Samuel 17 and verse number 40. It says, And he took his staff in his hand, and he chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even a script, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me uh, with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh into the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear. And with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Verse 46, this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I feel that like that's a, ooh, feel the Holy Ghost. This day will the Lord deliver the giant into your hand. Whatever giant it is that you're facing tonight, this day will the Lord deliver it into your hand. Praise God. And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee and will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day into the fowls of the air 
and the wild beasts of the earth and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all the assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. The battle is the Lord's. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the, the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it. Well, he threw it <clears throat> and uh, smote the Philistine in his forehead that the so stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon the his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran, stood upon the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him, cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Now, <clears throat> I've told you uh, just a few minutes ago that, that I preached a lot of, of sermons titled Overcoming. So I decided to make a list of them and, uh, and, and give you a list of those. <clears throat> I preached on overcoming the spirit of fear, overcoming Satan's intimidation, overcoming obstacles, overcoming fear, overcoming your insecurities, overcoming sin, overcoming your valleys, overcoming bondage, a lot of overcomings. And I, I believe the first step should always be the same in any of those to identify. You've got to identify what you're facing. You've got to identify the giants. Now, <clears throat> if I open this up for your input right now, and I ask you, what are the giants that you face? You would give me a vanilla-type uh, description of the giants you face, but you would probably not be forthcoming and tell me the real giants you face. Because we all face giants. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, folks, and I'll, I'll put it very, very plain, as plain as I can. All men, all women, in some form or another, everybody in this house face lust. <gasps> he said it. Not only the lust of the flesh, but the pride of life. And what's the other one? Lust of the eye. These three things, the devil even tempted Jesus. But sometimes we are hesitant. And, and it's understandable. Uh, who would want your neighbors, you know, condemning you because of, something that, that you're facing that they face also. But even, even beside that, there are, there are giants that you're going to have to face. There are giants in, in lives right now. There's in, in the people that I'm speaking to right here, right now, there are giants in your life. And so I, I believe that the first step is always you've got to identify those giants. You've got, to, uh, you've got to see what they are. What are your giants? Once we identify the giant, we need a game plan, don't we? We need a, we need a plan of what we're going to do. And understand, when we, when we say we need a plan to, of how we're going to overcome, the first step always must include the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God or or we're just wasting our time. You can go to all sorts of meetings. You can go to all sorts of stuff. You can, you can go to all sorts of, uh, of these places and, and to, to get you out of hang-ups and, and get you cured from, for whatever ails you. But if you want, if you want truly uh, relieved from the pressures, if you want to truly overcome the giants of your life, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a battle. 
You know, it's, it's not going to be because you just, you step back and you sit down and you say, okay, Lord, here it is, do it. You're going to have to, you're going to have to face down your giants. And I, I mentioned we, we must identify them in our lives because many times they come sneaky. They come in different ways and they come disguised as something else. You know, you know, uh, <clears throat> I believe I believe one of the one of the most important thing things in a Christian life is discipline. If you cannot discipline yourself, you cannot be successful with God. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Because we can discipline for everything else in our lives. You know, we can, we can if, if we're on, on some kick and, and uh, we're, we're building strength and, and whatever, we can, we can discipline all we want to. We make sure we, we do certain things and, and uh, we go to bed early and, and, and all, sorts of, all sorts of things that we can discipline ourselves with. But we need to, we need to start with discipline in our overcoming uh, of giants in our life. Okay, so we, we need a game plan. Scripture says we overcome through the blood of the Lamb and the word of testimony. In fact, I'll, uh, uh, I, you don't have that, Zach, but let me read it. And it's found in Revelations 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Now, this was talking about when the Antichrist was there and, and all this was going on. But it, it works out the same. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. What is the blood of the Lamb? It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Can anybody help me? How do we overcome through the blood of Jesus Christ? Through prayer, yes, it is through prayer. Reading the Bible, yes, those are, those are two very important things. But there's one word I'm looking for. Very good. Go to the top of the class. Repentance. So we overcome through repentance. Okay, now, now overcome through the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Does anybody, anybody ever feel weird or feel like maybe sometimes you shouldn't share a testimony of a miracle? Does that bother anybody but me? You say, why? Because there's something that kicks in here. The devil says, okay, you start saying that and I'm going to make something bad happen. Y'all ever face any of that? Is it just me? No, I think all of us do. Do we not? And so, but, but the word of our testimony is very, very important. And uh, what, you know, testimony, according to Strong's, means uh, evidence. What's on record. So we remind the Lord. We remind the giant. We remind whatever it is that uh, the record is. The record's clear and true. Jesus washed my sins away. Amen. The record is clear that Jesus has done it before. How many times God has ever done anything for you? How many times that, that you have prayed specifically and God has answered that? Maybe not exactly the way you wanted to, but you know God answered that and you know God did something incredible for you. How many times over and over and over has that happened in your life? That God has stepped in. We need to be thankful for that. I, I think, I think we, need to, we need to make some records. <clears throat> Praise God. Back in the back of my Bible. I, <clears throat> I've got several things scattered throughout my Bible. If you would look at my Bible, you would think it was crazy. Because there are, there are several places. In fact, there are even some dates listed there. And uh, in fact, I, I, was, I was going through a hardship 
we were going through a financial difficulty several years ago. And, uh, and I was praying and I was seeking the Lord. And I just began to thank the Lord for his goodness. I began to thank the Lord for, for what, it, what he was doing for me. I began to thank the Lord for, for working things out. And as, as I began doing that, I, I found the scripture. And it says, from this day forward, I will bless thee. Man, I wrote that down. And I put, I think it's October the 10th. I haven't found it yet. <clears throat> I won't search for it. Maybe a while. But I think it's October the 10th. And I, I don't remember the year, but I, I put that down. And every time I look at that, I'm reminded of what God said. I'm reminded of, 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 the, of the times that, that God has healed our family. I'm reminded of, of the times that God has, has delivered in our family. I'm reminded of the time that, that uh, times when, when I thought something was over and done, and yet the Lord did something different. And the Lord breathed life, and the Lord gave promise to me. He's given promise to you and your family. He's even in spite of, of the hardships, in spite of the loss, and in spite of the trials, in spite of the trouble that we have faced, God has, has breathed life into us. In fact, I, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in ministering to you tonight. I feel like that God wants to deliver something specifically to someone tonight. Man, this is just a Wednesday night, and, and it was going to be a Bible study, and I was going to let you ask questions and me <clears throat> answer questions and, and so on and so forth. And, and we may do that yet, but I just feel in the Holy Ghost that, that God is speaking to somebody that you're going to have deliverance, you're going to have freedom, that God is going to help you in some areas of your life. Oh, hallelujah. Could we just thank the Lord for that? Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you for it, God. And God, I give you praise, oh, Lord Jesus. I give you thanks, Lord, for the things that you're going to do and for the, for the things, Lord Jesus, the giants you're going you're gonna to pull down in my life, Lord God. The giants I'm going to defeat with the hand of the Lord in the presence of God as you move upon me, Lord, in a wonderful and a mighty way. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You see, to overcome just simply means to subdue, to conquer, and ultimately get victory. That's what we desire, to overcome, to get victory. You know, <clears throat> we hear the story of David and the giant, but it seems far, far from real life. It just almost seems like it's a story, and that's it, and that's all. But we watch the sequence of events, and it seems only a story, not a real event that can give instruction. I mean, it's several hundred years ago, and you know, our battles are completely different. We don't face any giants like this, and you know, we don't, we don't have all of that like, that like David faced. So how does it even compare? We're looking at it wrong. This word of God, what is it for? Instruction? Help me out. Yes? Whoa, man. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 3.17, is that correct? Praise God. Man, I am, a, I am a book of wisdom tonight, with your help, of course. <clears throat> but, but realize this. It gives, us, it gives us illustrations on how to overcome. It gives us illustrations. Well, well how does that apply to me? Let's, let's look at it. Hopefully this message and this passage in the Word of God will open our understanding. And, and you know, the conventional understanding of, of David's day was to fight the enemy. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, like it's fighting you. That's what you do. If the enemy's got a sword, you get a sword. If the enemy's got a shield, you get a shield. You, you know, 
you know, you, you fight, the, fight the way the enemy fights. You, you know, sword, spear, armor. Even Saul encouraged that. He said, you need my stuff. You, you know, go with, go with my stuff. And so we often follow those same lines in our thinking. And, and we let our problems dictate our battle and, and lose because we're overwhelmed that way. We're destined for failure. And we wonder, why me? Why am I always at the brunt of this? Why do I fall and fail? Look at David again. Understand, it was easy for him to identify the enemy. It was a guy that come up every afternoon or evening, whenever he did, and, and, and would start cursing the God of Israel and would start cursing the Israelites and tell them how much of a low life they were and, and, and how stupid they were and how they could never su be successful, never succeed, and they'd always be running from the Philistines because the Philistines owned them. Sound familiar? We face the same thing, don't we? The devil tries to tell us how low life we are. He tries to tell us that, that there's no way we can win. He tries to tell us all of this stuff. It's not going to work out. Things are going to be messed up. Things are going to be wrong. It, 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 you won't be successful. You, you know, nothing, nothing good's going to happen. Because we follow those lines of thinking. We let our problems dictate our battle. We let what's going on dictate what we do. But look at David again. Listen closely. Look at David again. He was listening to God. He was hearing the Lord. Who in his right mind would go to a battle like this with a sling and some stones? David, are you crazy? Are you nuts? I just believe that God's going to help me. I believe that the Lord is going to, going to strengthen the feeble way that I am approaching this enemy. Look at the history of miracles of God. It was Joshua at Jericho. What? What are you doing, Joshua? You know... We've marched around this for four days now. What has it got us? Absolutely nothing. But yet, I mean, how, how peculiar is this? You, you, you know, you wonder what the, the people of Jericho were thinking. These guys are crazy. Look at them. They're just walking around. They're just making a big circle. When the plan was complete, when they followed what the Lord had told them, they blew the trumpets and shouted with a loud shout. And what happened? The walls fell down. Man, <clears throat> anybody ever heard that in a Sunday school class? Anybody ever, ever been in a Sunday school class where they built, built walls out of boxes and they just blasted those boxes and those boxes fell which way and ever way? Amen. Anybody ever hear the story of David and, 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 uh, and, and Goliath in Sunday school? We've heard it all of our lives. But somehow, some way, we just let things whew, right over the top of our head, the most important things. Look at the, look at the, uh, uh, the battle of, of Gideon and his army. Gideon was listening to the Lord, and the Lord said, you've got way too many folks. Man, we just, you know, we just barely got 10,000 together. And we knew that wasn't enough. And God said, send them home. All but 300. Just a, just a few. And, and I, I remember seeing that, that hillside. It's, a, it's a, a Gideon Springs. And on the hillside was where, where they, 
they they hid and over the top of it's just kind of a little hill, man. Just <clears throat> you would think that wouldn't hide anybody. When you see it, it's kind of incredible how it just comes to life and and you can you can see that and and God speaking to to uh, Gideon said, if you doubt, why don't you go down there and and just listen to what they're saying? He goes down there and I feel the Holy Ghost as I say this that God makes them begin to talk to one another and said, said that's just that's nothing but the sword of Gideon. And you know, and, and so they're they're shaking in their boots because of him. But who would believe that pared down to three hundred men and and to break the pitchers and and uh, and and blow the trumpets and and just a, a tremendous miracle take place and they, they just win a great, great victory in battle. See the, the Lord just does it differently. But the only way that you'll know how to do it differently is when you listen to the Lord. Amen. I'll never forget, and I, I'm, I've mentioned this several times, and it, I, I'll never forget it. It's, it's etched into my mind. You may think she's crazy. You may think she's off a rocker. <clears throat> you may think whatever. I don't care what you think. <clears throat> but Billy Havens went out with Clarence, and they were scrapping. She's filling up a, they, he was filling up a bunch of, pulling out the copper and different stuff out of air conditioners and anything that he could, he could get and to sell. And, and uh, they run over something, and, and a tire was spewing air. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and she heard from the Lord. And she knelt down there and said, in Jesus' name, and put a straw in that tire. You know how crazy that sounds. <laughs> there goes the straw. And after about the third or fourth time, Clarence sees her, and he says, what are you doing, woman? You've just got to hear Clarence say that. Woman, what in the world are you doing? And she says, well, I just feel like if I can put this little piece of straw in here, it'll stop it up. He said, you are crazy. The pressure is going to pull that out every time. In Jesus' name. After two or three times, it works. They drive home. No spewing air or nothing. No flat. Drive home. What is that? That's faith. That God fights for us. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. How about you? I've not, I've not heard anything crazier than that. But you know what? I've seen, I've seen God do astounding things. I've seen God do crazy things. What about Elisha? That he comes and, 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 and God speaks to him and said, tell them to make the valley full of ditches. So they started digging ditches all through the valley. And in the morning, the uh, water comes up and the, the, the enemy looks on it and thinks it's blood there. And they start falling on their sword and killing one another. You just can't make these things up. But God can do anything. God, when we listen to the Lord, yes, we know God can do anything. We have no doubt the stories in the Bible are true. We see the heroes of faith and are thrilled about what God has done in the past. We even tell our friends when they're going through difficulties and problems, we tell them, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Have faith in God. We tell them that. But when it comes to my situation, when it comes to my difficulty, it seems like there's no real comparison that I can make. But if you can look in the Scriptures, if you can hear the voice of God, if you want to open Overcome the giants if you want to defeat and subdue the giants. The real secret to overcoming giants is to understand what they represent. Amen. What is the giant you're facing right now? Is it physical? Perhaps financial. Maybe home. Payments of some sort? Is it some sort of mental giant? Emotional? Does it involve family? Illness? 
perhaps addiction? Or are they just a combination of many, many things? What is it? What is the giant? And I feel in the Holy Ghost to do this, so I want to do it. Uh, I want to I want to stop at this moment, and I, I, it just it just feels like the Holy Ghost is leading this whole class. I'll be honest with you. It just feels like the presence of God is so strong in this class. It feels like the, the, the Lord is leading this class. So, so I, I feel led to do this. Let's do it. Let's pray against, let's pray against the spirit of, of bondage, of financial things. Let's ask God to bless this church body. Let's ask God to open up new avenues, you know, you know, new, new areas that, that God can bless you, that you'll be, you'll be blessed of God, that, that those are the feeling, the pinch of financial strain and pain in their life, that God's going to bless you. God's going to multiply for you. God's going to give back to you. God's going to bless you. Could we do that right now? I feel led of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we call blessings upon this congregation, Lord God. Those that are struggling right now, Lord Jesus, I, I pray, O oh Lord God, and I ask you, Lord Jesus, do a miracle in their lives, God. I pray, God, give them financial blessings, Lord Jesus, I pray. Give them understanding, Lord Jesus. God, give them, give them uh, understanding to know what to do and how to do it, Lord Jesus, I pray, O oh Lord. Pull down the strongholds of these giants, Lord, in their life, O oh Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. God, release your spirit, your presence, your power. Release your promise, Lord God, upon these people, Lord God. Open doors for them, Lord God, that have never been opened, Lord Jesus. I pray, O oh Lord God. God, I pray, O oh Lord Jesus, speak, Lord. In the name of the Lord. Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name oh hallelujah hallelujah let's just be led by the Holy Ghost for a few minutes <clears throat> I'm, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand but if you need a job right now raise your hand in the spirit if you need a job just uh, we're, we're going to pray Lord Jesus there's there's somebody maybe more than somebody in this house that needs a job Lord God that that would supply their needs, Lord Jesus. I pray, O oh Lord God, open a door for that right now, Lord Jesus. God, let there be a way, Lord Jesus. Let there be an opening, God, I pray. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's, let's stop right there. And let's just, why don't we stand and let's just begin to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Hallelujah. There's something going on in the spirit tonight. <clears throat> this, there, there's something happening in the spirit. I, 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 I really feel like that something, something tremendous broke on Sunday, Pastor Jason. I feel like that. I believe that there was an opening of, of, of the moving of the spirit of God. And so let us understand that the things we struggle with often have simple answers. Finding them is the key. Listening to the word of the Lord. For instance, when a dilemma is a financial dilemma, we want God to step in and do something miraculous. Do we not? Uh-oh, he's quit preaching, now he's gone to meddling. 
in most cases of financial hardship, it's just a simple case of more money going out than money coming in. You can tell I'm a brain. Perhaps it's unexpected loss of revenue. Maybe it's unexpected expenses on vehicles or medical or perhaps anything. And often we view the answer in a different way. How often have you prayed? How often have I prayed, Lord, give me more? Amen? Now, <clears throat> you say, you're just contradicting yourself. Didn't you just pray that blessings and all that stuff would happen? I did just pray that. But I'm going to give you a little bit of instruction with that, too. Uh, <clears throat> and so, so we view the answer as getting more money, which it can be at times totally impossible. But the easy answer is spending less. Wow. Isn't that deep? You know, cutting back, taking austere measures of discipline. There it is, that word again, discipline in our lives. Discipline. But notice the solution. Get more money, which is virtually impossible. Or spend less, which is not something appealing, but, that can, but can be done. You can overcome your giants, but something must change. And I have noticed this. When we begin to take measures like this, when we begin to take authority over our finances, and we say, I've got to get, I've got to spend less. I've watched this over and over. Suddenly, you get more. Suddenly, God blesses you. But when you're, in, when, you know, when you're on a pattern that, uh, that you need more and more and more and more and more, what, what does God often do? Let you sink. Why? So then you can get control of it. Because when you're on a pattern of just more and more and more and deeper and deeper and deeper, you can't ever put anything back. But God's going to bless this church. God's going to bless the families in this church. But, but hear me, hear me. It's going to be as we use discipline also. As, we're, as, we, as we begin to discipline ourselves, as we begin to take authority over our lives and discipline our lives. And so <clears throat> you can overcome your giants, but the same thing happens in everything, whether it's financial, mental, Whatever it is, something must change. There's got to be change there. Something must change for you to overcome your giants. That's the answer, change. Did I hear a word called repentance earlier in this? Repentance, as I've quoted often, is what? A miraculous changing of the mind. Wow, you're getting it. And so that is a heavy, scary word, is it not? Sometimes. No. It's a word of salvation. It's a word of hope. It's a word of answers. Repentance just simply means to think differently afterwards. When we first come to God, we give our hearts to the Lord. We ask the Lord to forgive us of sin. And then we think differently. We're changed because we've been moved by the presence of God. The Spirit of God has entered into our life. And the Spirit of God has given us that miraculous changing of the mind. That not even aware we're suddenly thinking different. Repentance is not just saying you're sorry. Repentance is not just for awful sins that have been committed. Repentance is for everything in your life. They're destruct destructful ways or lifestyles that are not necessarily sin, quote, unquote, but they lead you to make decisions that are harmful. Decisions that are harmful 
mentally and physically. Listen, listen to Romans 14 and 23. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I, <clears throat> whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So the battleground, we understand. Where is it at? Right here, the mind. The battleground is in the mind. To defeat the giant, what is it I'm trying to tell us tonight? To, to defeat our giants, we must think differently. To defeat the giants, how, what, what do we got to do? Let me try it one more time. To defeat the giants, what's required? Think differently. <clears throat> so suddenly, that has been stamped in your brain by repeating it three times. That's just what they say. <clears throat> Faith is a necessity. Prayer is essential. The belief that your prayers can change anything and everything is a must. You must believe that your prayers can change anything. You must believe the power of prayer. You must understand that your prayer is the most powerful thing in your life. Why don't we pray? As Sister Mangan would say. And most of all, whether it's physical or emotional, we must think differently. They say that if you do the same things you've always done, you'll, you will get the same results you've always gotten. So find something you can be thankful for or grateful for and immerse yourself in that over and over again. Pastor Jason and I, I don't know who, who said it first, he or, or me, but one of us said this, and we've been quoting each other for quite some time now. Uh, <clears throat> periodically we say this, the seeds of depression cannot take root in a grateful heart. I need to change how I think. Instead of moaning and complaining, I, I need to start being grateful and thankful for the things that God has given me. I need, to, I need to start making a list every day of things I'm thankful for, things I'm grateful for that God has done for me, things that, that, that God has blessed me with. Amen. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you are. Doesn't matter. I, I look across this crowd and I don't see any homeless people tonight in, in here. <clears throat> but if they were, they would, they would have something to be grateful and thankful for. Doesn't matter what kind of situation you're in. Doesn't matter what kind of, what kind of struggle that you're going through. It doesn't matter what kind of trial. It doesn't matter what kind of giant you may face. It remains the same. We've got to major on being thankful and grateful for what God has done. I've, I've read this over and over again many, many times, but, but let me read it again, and let me, let me mention this again. It's anytime you talk about something like this, invariably you end up talking about this instant in David's life. 1 Samuel 30, verse number 3. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people were, that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Notice, notice that. They cried until they had no more power to cry. And David's two wives were taken captive, Hinnaram, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. Verse number 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. This was unbelievably, extremely depressing. Everything they had was gone. All their families, their loved ones, their children that they left behind were gone. Everything that they had hoped for, everything that they had worked for, everything that they were, everything that defied them as men or defined them as men 
was gone. They wept, the scripture said, until they had no more power to weep. And then the talk started going around. <clears throat> they talked about stoning David. We ought to just take him out there. It's all his fault. You got to blame somebody. It's his fault. And while they were doing this, while they were discouraged, the Bible, one of the most powerful scriptures in the world, says David encouraged himself in the Lord. The New Living Translation says it this way. David found strength in the Lord. The Amplified Bible says David strengthened himself in the Lord. Now, notice this answer. You know, they didn't seek to replace or get more than what they lost. They recovered what they lost. You, you follow that? They didn't go, they didn't seek to get more, but they recovered what they lost. And when they recovered what they lost, there was more there than what they lost. Because they also got the goods of the, the enemy that was there. So you may <clears throat> not want to hear this, but your answer tonight is to think differently. Discipline is the key whether it's physical or emotional. It doesn't matter how much more you receive, how much more you get, or even whatever, physically or spiritually, you will not defeat your giants until you plug the dark hole of loss. Are you following me? You've got, to, you've got to fill up the loss. You can't just keep losing. You've got to stop the loss. And to do that, we must think differently. More will not help you until you stop your losses. Whether it be money, whether it be self-worth, or self-esteem, you've got to stop the loss. Repentance is the secret here. Repentance, to think differently, to have contact with God Almighty, to have a meeting with the Holy of Holies, to have a meeting with Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the ruler, the king, the Lord of all creation, to have a meeting with him and come out of that meeting thinking differently. Oh, hallelujah. Feel the Holy Ghost so strong here tonight. I believe that God is speaking to this congregation. Hallelujah. You see, David did not defeat his giants with conventional weapons. He did not defeat his giants with guns and stuff. But he used repentance, his relationship with God to think different. Let me ask you tonight, what is your giant? What is standing in your way right now? Think about that for just a moment. What is standing in your way right now? Okay, I'm going to give you something really, really deep. Here's your answer. You ready for it? Reverend Ike once said, you can't lose with the stuff I use. <clears throat> remember years ago he, he was saying I, I'm going to give you a little little excerpt of what I'm going to of, of some wisdom I'm going to give you he said you're going you're to hear this and you're going to send a thousand dollars and you're going to want my book <laughs> or a thousand dollar gift or whatever it was and he said when you've done all that you can do when you go as far as you can go here's an answer for you tie a knot in your rope and hang on isn't that incredible well, that's not what I'm telling you tonight. I just thought that was hilarious. But your answer is, you've got to stop the loss. It's so easy. You've got to stop the loss, and, 
And you stop that loss by thinking differently. You stop that loss by, by asking God and repenting and, and asking God to help you to think differently. And when you think differently, then God gives you instruction. God gives you understanding of how to stop that loss. And you stop that loss and you start gaining. So, whatever's stealing your faith, you've got to stop the loss. You can't keep losing your faith. Your faith is, is, is valuable to you. Your faith is so incredibly important to you. Your, your confidence to overcome whatever it is that you need is so important. Jesus Christ is your answer. Begin to think differently. Let the work of Jesus Christ be in your life. Oh, praise God. I believe, I believe the Lord has spoken tonight. I believe that there's some, some, some uh, word, prophetic words that have gone forth tonight. But <clears throat> let's, let's remember, David fought the giant, but probably even a greater battle than the giant was that day at Ziglag that he didn't know what to do. But he began to worship and praise the Lord. Whatever you do, you cannot go wrong with praise. Praise the Lord. Come on. Let's let some, some self-discipline direct the sanctuary, the people of the sanctuary. Let's let some discipline guard. Let's, let's let some discipline that says when we come in this house, I'm coming into, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. When I come in this house, I'm coming in different. I'm coming in this house, and I'm going to praise the Lord. We're going to have a great service this day because I'm coming to praise the Lord. I'm not just going to look at the words, and I'm not just going to watch the praise team, but I'm going to get involved with praise. I'm going to say, here I am, God. Let me give you the very best praise that I can. Hallelujah. So why don't we start before we leave and start as in praising the Lord and magnifying the Lord and lifting up the name of the Lord. Why don't we stand together and let's just praise the Lord. Let's give him praise.